God. Yes. Yes. Uh, this audience is wonderful. For you podcast listener at home, you can't see them, but you can feel them in a healthy, consensual way. We're not into anything weird around here. You know what it is. Welcome to This Band Is Real, episode four. Woo! Yes. This is the show about bands that you've never heard of. I'm your host, Madeline DiMiuga, and we're coming at you live from the bright, beautiful, recently dried Austin, Texas. Tonight, we have brought back our house band, and actually, for the first time ever, we're doing a fireside show. And by that, I mean we're in my living room, where there's a fireplace that is out. (laughs) It's to the side of the fire, if there was one. So, anyways, just so you guys know, our house band tonight is comprised of these lovely, lovely gentlemen. We have Ruben Dunez on guitar. Anthony Wilmore on bass. Elliot Mayo on the cajon. And the incomparable Jake Dromgoul on a mandolin. The sexiest instrument of a band, if ever there were. So, uh, for those of you who are just tuning in for the first time, or this is your first time to the show, let me just give you an idea of what's going to happen. We have two acts here tonight, and they're both going to be interviewed, and they're both going to perform. But only one of these bands hasn't existed until today. And by that I mean only one of these bands is actually real. And just a bit of a qualifier, because we have such an intimate show, it's not really a band, it's more like a musician accompanied by a lovely band. And we hope that you guys will have a good time with them. They are fired up. We're fired up for you. But it's up to you, the listener at home, to determine which is which. So once they have both performed and once they've both been interviewed, we will then have them perform together in a beautiful jam session. And it's going to be something that (laughs) we hope it's good. (laughs) We've had three episodes of this. We just hope that you guys like it so far. All right, so just be sure to follow This Band Is Real on our Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, at This Band Is Real, so you can find out later which one was the real band. All right, you can also check out our page at thisbandisreal.podient.co for more content, including trailers for next episodes, uh, some behind-the-scenes stuff, maybe some like little extra tidbits that we might capture during an episode. That's about it. Sound good to y'all? Yes. So before we get officially started, I just wanted to thank one person that was like really integral to making this show happen, and that is Ian Baker. He currently resides in sunny California, but he's the guy that has all of the ridiculous band names that you guys are going to be hearing this season, and hopefully future seasons. But also, I just want to thank y'all for being here. I know that it's really been crazy with all the venue changes and like, it's really, really awesome to have your support of just friends and family. So thank you to you. Give yourselves a round of applause. And for you, you the podcast listener at home that is still diligently listening to us, thank you so much for listening. And also come by Austin, come to a show. We'd love to have you. It's real cozy in here. Hello, welcome, OMF to the stage. That's me. Hey, thanks for having me. <laughs> Whoa, hey. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, your name, it doesn't really seem like something that I would just assume for a musician. It's very just kind of, it's like, like almost like hosier, but you, you just have <laughs> letters. Like, it's just letters. I mean, yeah, it's, a, it's an acronym, so. Oh, I, oh, it's an acronym? Yeah, for sure. Oh, 
Well, what does it stand for? So it's old money fuck boys. So it's kind of a gag. I mean, like we're a lighthearted kind of group anyway. So um, okay, I grew up in Illinois, mm-hmm. kind of like greater suburbs area from Chicago. Oh, so okay. I didn't have a lot of money growing up. Okay. And so uh, <laughs> the folks at my high school were, I was kind of like part of the preppy uh, crowd. Ah, or you know you. what I mean? Like I was at that school, but I was not of them. Right, you know? right, right, right. Like and you were just like upper middle class and like everybody else was like Rolls <laughs> yeah. Royce. Yes, yeah. right. Like there's some Rolls Royce boys. <laughs> and uh, I just like, I was just barely kind of in that cusp to, to be at that school. And right. so. Um, that was kind of like part of the rejects that I hung out with. That was kind of like our phrase uh, to kind of classify these old money fuck boys that ah. we had to hang out with. So, yeah. So, and, it, was it that you wanted to be them or just like through your music make enough money to be like, this who you is? Yeah, no, that's a good question. Because I don't think it's definitely more like an insult. I don't, it's not a fuck boy in a good way. Oh, um, okay. It's definitely like a sh- intended to be a shot at them. Oh, okay. Got um, it. I don't want to be a fuck boy. Cool. Uh, and I don't have money. So, okay. yeah. Fair enough. So your genre, I think, is something that I, it, it, I've i never come across something like this before. You classify yourself as folk funk? Yes, yeah. Okay, can you kind of like delve into that and unpack that for me a little yeah, bit? Yeah, for sure. Um, I've always had an interest in older music, and that started... That started with more like Delta Blues when... So oh, I, I had a music appreciation class when I grew up. I mean, that was even like middle school, I think. Yeah. Um, and so that introduced me to like the Delta Blues, you know, oh, okay. so uh, like Sunhouse and Muddy Waters and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And that got me closer to like more stripped down music. But then um, my parents were actually pretty religious. Um, oh. <laughs> yeah, Midwest. Go figure. <laughs> um, so my parents, I grew up in a very conservative kind of Midwestern home and mm-hmm. uh, folk music was a huge part of that. First Sunday of every month we would have these, like, because I, I feel like this is, well, I don't know, actually. I don't know Texas that well. But the, so in Midwest, like, it's not uncommon to have, like, a folk jam at your church. Do people know this? Yes? No? A folk jam? <laughs> yeah. Nah, this is lost on us. I'm okay. so sorry. Yeah, yeah, no. So, I mean, it, it's, it doesn't have to be, like, first off, not every church does this. And second off, it's just, it's not, it's a thing, you know, in the Midwest. <laughs> it exists. Yeah, it exists. And uh, so I was like very like brought up in the mountain kind of folk. And I, I never had a great voice, but I played a lot of guitar. Okay. And so I remember getting introduced. I got to go on a field trip mm-hmm. to um, Minnesota. Oh, come on. Where's the prince from? Uh, it's Minnesota, it's Minnesota, right? Minnesota, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Minnesota. Yeah. And um, I got to tour his uh recording studio no way so this was this was mind-blowing i so i grew up exclusively on like gospel christian folk and then (laughs) (laughs) i got to tour prince's recording studio and just blew my pants off that's nuts yeah so like i i got exposed to kind of his pop brand of funk nice and then that got me on this thing and so now, like leading into now, it just, I've tried to marry the two and, and really, yeah, like, kind of, you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to abandon my roots. I'm not as religious anymore, but right. you know, the. Uh, but you just, you kind of want to make your own thing, like yeah, something yeah. that hasn't existed before. Yes, yeah, yeah. absolutely. And so, um, folk funk, baby. That's, hey. where, <laughs> that's where it's at, <laughs> baby. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Like, Man, props to the music teacher or whatever arts teacher hey, was like at the time. Uh, shout out to John Schmidt. Man, that is the most Midwestern name. 
Schmitz I have ever lot heard. Of, a lot of names. A lot of Schmitz <laughs> out in the Midwest. Uh, and I will say, so yes to that. Also, yes. my brother's name is Kale, which is a weird name. Kale, with wait. With a C. With, oh, almost like Kayla, but like yeah, Kayla they dropped the B. Minus the B, yeah. Okay, and Kayla. That's, and that's real. So not everyone from Midwest is named John Schmidt. Point proven. All right. Yeah. So um, reading up on some of your stuff on Bandcamp, just on your bio, I thought it was really interesting, like now knowing that you're from like the Midwest, yeah. the fact that you really kind of got on the map by going to bars in New Orleans, otherwise known <laughs> as Nolens. Like yeah, how, yeah. <laughs> when did that happen? Like was it because you like met somebody did you go on a different studio tour in yeah. New Orleans? <laughs> yeah, I know. I, so first off, anybody who's anybody calls it Nolens. All right. I'm just kidding. That's not true. No, I mean. Um, yeah, I mean, I didn't go straight from Illinois to New Orleans, but I, you know, at some point I was trying to take music more seriously. So when I got turned on to Prince and that kind of transformed my, my music trajectory, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and as I started to take that more serious, I, I had friends kind of like that my parents would consider, you know, Degenerates. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, I don't know Some who these kids old are. Old money fuckboys. Yes, these. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know that they would say that, but yeah, right. And uh, so they, I actually had friends growing up through that, like just that mutual interest in music, who moved to New Orleans, and so that kind of like turned me on. We stayed connected, yeah. and uh, just as I was looking for venues to tour, kind of like expand musically, New Orleans is just. Like an incredible, yeah. it's a totally different beast. I like, heard this statistic yeah. the other day, and I'm I'm pretty sure it still holds that New Orleans actually has the highest rate of like square foot per music, like live music. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, all the time. It used to be Austin, but then like New Orleans just like jacked it up. And I think Austin's actually third now. We're not technically the live music capital <laughs> oh, of the no. world anymore, y'all. We got to step up our game. It's because of everybody moving to like Barton Springs. They're like, it's too loud. Stop. <laughs> Don't play your music. Yeah. I'm trying to sit in my seaweed wrap. <laughs> um, that is my impersonation of somebody who has come to Austin but is not from Austin or remotely from Texas. Yeah, I mean, you hear it all the time, the seaweed wraps. <laughs> and those damn seaweed wraps. Um, no, I actually, I have a cousin who um, did a lot of like jazz while he was in high school and uh-huh. he would always talk about jazz festivals in New Orleans. Like, oh, yeah, like yeah. have you been to a couple of those? Like, oh, is that yeah. kind of where I you mean, were just went, like... Uh, uh, electric Jazz Fest. Uh, yeah. There's there's Jambalaya Jam. There's uh, Henry's Funk House. There's, I heard, is that right? That like you kind of had a pop-up show in the middle of Henry's Funk House. Yes. Oh yeah, for sure. So because nice. Hen- Henry had a connection with one of my friends that got me there anyway. Oh, So because he, yeah, I mean he, so he has a bar that's kind of like renowned. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's so, I think it's been there like 30, 20, 30 years kind of oh, thing. Oh, wow. So yeah, I mean, and New Orleans, there, there are places that have been there since the beginning of time, you know, like, yeah. uh, a long, long time. So I guess in New Orleans terms, it's pretty new, but mm-hmm. it's, you know, <laughs> like 30 years. It's like, it's vaguely new. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He started making small festivals uh, or do you know what I mean? Like he, yeah. he he's known for music. Yeah. Um, it's just a normal bar. There's something really special about it, but uh, he slowly started trying to create a festival environment. So right. once a year, he would try to have like a big, basically block party. Yeah. And the block party just evolved or maybe devolved into <laughs> like... We, we have a couple of those here in Austin too that's, I really like dig the whole point of just like a DIY festival because you get to yes. really meet and expose yourself to like newer music that yeah. is like up and coming. Like yeah. we have like KVRX Fest which is coming up and then yeah. we also have South by South 
East also, oh, but that might have yeah. been a fashion show, but I don't, yeah, I don't I've know. I've heard of it. Um, it, there's, there's like a couple that are just like, they always spring up around like the UT campus because it's literally just college kids being like, we can't afford this festival. Let's make our own. <laughs> Yeah. Beer, like yeah. that's that's what college is. In many it's ways, Henry's Funk House, same thing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, nice. it started like very DIY. It's a lot bigger now, and that's mm-hmm. why it was a big deal that we got to kind of have a bigger set in the middle of it. Oh, um, okay. Which for yeah, for my tenure at that time was like a big deal. And, nice. And yeah, it was very validating for me. So nice. Yeah. Cool. Oh yeah, I just wanted to talk about because I heard in like a previous interview that you guys have had before that like Tame Impala is something that you consider <laughs> as like a musical influence. Is it that you like like their music or you're trying to incorporate like the sounds of Tame Impala into folk <sighs> funk? Yeah, I cuz I don't, I mean I wouldn't even say they're a huge inspiration mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. I that doesn't really translate into the music, which <laughs> Okay. <laughs> which feels counter. Yeah. Cuz I I mean I just really admire because I so they are the kind of band that are more guitar based. Yes. This is my take, and I haven't said it out loud before. They okay. they are a guitar based kind of classic rock band in that sense. They're kind of psychedelic, mm, but they're incorporating uh, a lot of like hip hop elements. Yeah. No, or do you know what I mean? Like just a yeah, pinch. for sure. I mean, you would never listen to that and be like, oh, that's hip hop. But they they are doing a blend where they're making like psychedelic old kind of classic sounds mm-hmm. new in yeah. a way that nobody else is doing for sure and it really hit me with the folk funk combo it's been kind of a inspirational like i i aspire to do what they're doing yeah. in their trajectory i mean i'm doing this trajectory but right. i like i want to do that yeah, no, uh, I, yeah. I totally know what you mean. Like, that's definitely the vibe that I get, that it's not just one thing you're listening to when you're listening to Tame Impala. For sure. Yeah, yeah. nice. <sighs> so speaking of music, you brought a little number, a little ditty, as it were, for us today. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about, like, just the song itself, how it came about, and uh, maybe just, like, what it is? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So th- this song's called Conflict and Friction. Uh, wow. So, yeah. <laughs> I love it. Conflict in friction. Conflict in friction. Damn. So um, I had a longtime girlfriend when I was touring in New Orleans. I guess it wasn't that long. I mean, this was like a three-month stint. But <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> I got to be careful. I, so I had a girlfriend for about three months. Mm-hmm. And it was one of those scenarios where I, I mean, I was just crazy about her. In spite of this sort of innate attraction. I was right. going to say animalistic, but that's <laughs> We weren't like freaky like that. We weren't like dogs. <laughs> yeah, no, we weren't. Rolling around in the Nolan's mud. Yeah, no. Out in the wilderness with all mu- the skeeters. As much as I would have loved some freaky skeeter action <laughs> in New Orleans mud. Uh, but no, there was like this innate attraction that sort of overrid any sort of the fact that we were terrible for each other. Oh, and yeah. so, I don't know. There, there was just a lot of layers of how we operate as humans mm-hmm. is not compatible and there's just a lot of conflict. And I love the term friction. Because you also were having some uh, friction, am I Yeah, big time. <laughs> Smushing, no, 100%. No one. Yes, one person. One person was like, one person in the audience was like, ha! And everybody else in the audience was like, she is 12. <laughs> Stop. Sorry, um, well, uh, but yeah, I mean, to a degree, right? right? I mean, it has to do with uh, the the friction creates heat, kind mm. of uh, fire. Well, yeah. <laughs> Everybody, everybody, just brushing up on your chemistry real quick just, with yeah, OMF right here. Not to hit you over the head with what friction is. Shout out <laughs> to science, but uh, shout out friction. Yeah, shout out to friction. <laughs> but there was something definitely hot there, uh-huh. um, beyond just the conflict we were in. Gotcha. So, okay. Yeah. Well, 
I would love to bring in your band, and I'd love to just hear a little bit if that's okay with you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cool. Sure. All right. Can we get the band, please? We got AKA Jelliot, AKA Charlie Chapman, AKA Frosif, and Plaid Buttocks. Th- I think I think that's what is. It, I saw the, it on their on your Bandcamp, and I'm not sure that's correct. Yeah, those are not their names. Cool. Okay. <laughs> For privacy's sake, please welcome to the This Band Is Real Fireside Show. OMF with conflict in friction.
conflict and friction, yeah, addiction, yeah, you know I'm missing, yeah, when she was with me, yeah, you know I hit me, talking about I hate myself and I gotta be out now, oh, I gotta get out of here, man, I'm feeling kinda clear that my hate is in the fear, I'm talking about what I can't see clearly, yeah, I'm feeling clearly, yeah, you know I'm hearing me, talking thoughts, yeah, the feeling little cloudy, yeah, you know, oh my God, someone broke a plate back there, oh my God, oops, yeah, sorry, that's okay. Shaking yard man in my face now. Conflict and friction, conflict and friction, conflict and friction that got me getting, and that I'm wishing that I could be somewhere else. Yeah, you know I'm getting now. Don't go away. This band is real. We'll be right back. Oh my god! Oh, oh my god! god. Where are stop. we? No, stop! Don't you you stop? I didn't even start yet. Okay, don't start, but do <laughs> don't stop. Let's go. Okay, let's do this. Hi, everybody. If you can't tell who is on the mic right now, it is the one, the only Jenny Parrot. Yes, Jenny is also actually local to Austin. She has her own show that she hosts every Thursday at Dozen Street. You just, you want, you want to tell them about it, Jenny? Yes. Um, I used to interview people kind of like this. I mean, I interviewed you once. It was so cute. Um, <laughs> but I got a little burnt on my format, and so I'm taking a break, and now I just sing and play songs for two damn hours damn, every week. Damn, girl. It's so fun. Thursdays, 6 to 8. It's free. You can bring your baby. You can bring your dog. You can bring your baby dog. Baby dogs everywhere. Jenny Parrot loves you. Okay. So, Jenny, we're all cozy here. And I think because we're all cozy and it's nice and intimate, we just want to get to know some intimate things about you. Gross. First off, I personally love the genre that's included on your <laughs> Bandcamp page. It's brilliant. It's Dark Princess Rebel Gospel. I'm embarrassed I wrote that and so glad that you like it. Thank you. <laughs> I can't pick a genre. I only pick a genre when I'm talking to some blowhard that like runs a club that needs a genre. Fair and, enough. I, yeah. I personally feel like I like the calling card of Dark Princess Rebel. Like, sorry, Dark Princess <laughs> Rebel Gospel. I play God, genre awesome. music. Gen I play genre music. Don't judge me. You have a very original name, and you didn't really have to, like, this is your name. Like, you are Jenny Parrot. It's on everything. So, yes. like, what? I'm nodding. Because <laughs> I know some people like to change their name just so then they have a different alias that they work within. But, like, what motivated you just, like, this is my band name? Well, I have had many band names before, and they were so fun. I had Shotgun Party. I had Loves It. I had Meatloaf Spaceship. But... Like, people are bitches, and people are like, your name, your band name is stupid, blah, 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 And I just, it got hard to, like, keep going as one name with personnel and aesthetic changes that mm. I just figured I should just use my own name because I would probably be me for the rest of my life. I love that. I'll probably be me. I might as no. well get used to it. I might be a different me, but I'll, maybe I'll stick with the name. <laughs> you had listed some of my... Uh, one of my favorite bands that you were in was Shotgun Party. That was my first exposure to your music. Y'all, if you haven't heard Mean Old Way, 
Look it up. Uh, it's great. I love that album. Crynetiquette gets me every time. Yes, that's a song title. Crynetiquette. I'm really good date music. <laughs> I think it makes masculine people look sensitive if you bring a date to my music. Ooh. And like I'm relatable to feminine people. <laughs> Sometimes. Jenny Parrott. She's for you. That's a genre. Yeah, Jenny. <laughs> date music. I love it. I have a couple of your song titles from Shotgun Party that I thought were so, just so interesting. And I was wondering if you could tell me just a, a snippet about them. Paints a Yates. Oh, 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 oh. I was friends with, or I am friends with uh, two twin sisters who both paint and their name is Yates. Their last name is Yates. So the first line of that song is so hot it knocks the socks off the tune in your head, paints a Yates in your mind. Oh. And it's just supposed to be about like having a baller good time, yeah. and that I tried to express that because like their paintings are so good. I love it. No, that's brilliant. It made sense to me at the time. <laughs> it's like it's just a bopper. I just like I always bounce up and down. Uh, I love Kitchen Mechanic. That's a sexy tune. That is a gross song about doing it that I did not write. <laughs> That's from an old tape I got um, from Chris Kreps, the bassist, the original bassist in Shotgun Party. And the tape was called Hot Nuts and Lollipops Raunchy Business. And it was just a compilation oh of old blues songs about wow. porkin'. Oh, Pork and blues songs. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. God, so good. Haunted house bear. Oh shit! This is a longer <laughs> story. I'll try to make it soups quick. Okay. I was playing at Riley's Tavern down in Hunter, Texas. Y'all ever been there? First saloon in Texas since Prohibition. Or oh damn. Um, it's rowdy and wild. I was playing there. There was a tornado warning. The men I was in a band with were very drunk, and we decided to hide in an abandoned house. <laughs> And they found all these pills in there and they were like, should we take these pills? And I was like, guys, ew. <laughs> like, we didn't have smartphones. You couldn't Google it. Um, so they were being all shady in this like haunted, creepy house. And I think I was reading a book about poetry that had bears at the same time. So I ah, smushed it together. The brilliance, the genius. I, I'm in awe of you. Stop it. You're making me feel so not guilty. <laughs> Just moving on from that, because like Shotgun Party, Mean Old Way, lovely album, lovely songs, but it's in the past. You're Jenny Parrott. Let's talk about the now. Let's talk about your new album, When I Come Down. Mm. What's, what's the deal with this? What you want to tell us a little bit about? That album was my first full length I made by myself. I co-produced By yourself? It. Like, you know, just I wrote all the songs oh. and... Um, didn't have like a band band i was not a democracy it was authoritarian hell yeah yeah <laughs> um and i co-produced it with my husband gary newcomb gary <laughs> he's not here he's not here i think he'd hey. appreciate hey gary he's on tour somewhere in new england eating lobster rolls i think oh um that sounds so good and that album was fun because i between my last band album with loves it and when i come down i like learned how to play some piano mm -hmm. and just had a bunch of different ideas about what songs could be like so okay yeah nice would you say because I was listening to a couple of them, like even the titular song on the album. Would you say that you had a bit of influence from Ariana Grande and her newest album that she dropped? Yes. I took a TARDIS 
and flew in time and heard her new album. And then yes. I went back and was like, right, 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 right. Record, right, 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 right. <laughs> yeah. No, because there's, there's elements of that, uh, the song that she has that's called, um, I'll remember it later. And I, I'll try to. Is it called, is the song Too Much Bronzer? <laughs> <laughs> nah, I think it was, uh, man, I'll remember it later. I, it, it was, it was something that was like one of the more heartfelt numbers on that album that I was like, oh, this reminds me so much of um, When I Come Down. I got to say this week, I was listening to some Ariana Grande and I Googled, is she white? And I found out she was white. And then I Googled another big life question. How many servings are in a bottle of wine? There are six people. <laughs> I thought it was four. And I was like, I've been so drunk. <laughs> so For I, years, I've been so drunk. <laughs> it's a simple question I should have known. But yeah, so it's been a, it's been a tough week to for me with the whiny on a grande <laughs> you tour so much or rather like you just got off a tour right like all over the southeast i don't know like is there anything that you kind of came across while you were touring that felt like it was informing like any future songs like oh my god yes yeah like macon what? georgia macon georgia is a dope ass city have y'all ever been to bacon Cool. Well, you should go. <laughs> you should go on your next trip if you're driving around. Gorgeous. I have friends that live in like historical antebellum mansions that they own. Like, like we have to pay like half a million dollars if you want to buy property or some shit in this town, and you can own a fucking dope, gorgeous thing and making for cheap. And I played a show there, and every weirdo queer and like bearded woman came and it was sold out and i was like these all my people are in macon. <laughs> they're all right here is there is there anything that like they do in macon that you think is just like only happens in macon because i know for texans we're very much just kind of like we love blueberry picking but like <laughs> what is your what's your deal making what are you guys doing out there i couldn't say i'm like an expert i think i've only been like three times but it's a really interesting place because they have such a horrendous history of segregation and racism oh damn and then there's also like an insane cool music history and present that's happening. Wow. So it's like they have a lot of nasty Confederate shit to deal with. And mm -hmm. then they also have this super cool counterculture oh. that's be hopefully becoming the new mainstream there. It's like, yeah, for sure. Man, that sounds like it, it just sounds let's like, go right now. yeah, let's go. Can we Carly stop recording? <laughs> We're going to Macon right now. Getting back to your music, I am so happy to have you here today because you are one of my favorite people to listen to live and recorded regardless. And we get to have both. This interview is like just lots of compliments. Yeah. I love it. No, I'm, I'm, I'm a huge fan, so that's why. Oh, but um, do you want to tell us a little bit about what you're going to play for us today? Sure. I was going to start with a song that is brand new and the working title is A Beautiful Dream. A Beautiful Dream. And it's kind of open to interpretation whether or not the things I'm singing about have happened or not. Okay. Well, are y'all ready to hear A Beautiful Dream by Jenny Parrott? <laughs> yes. Thank you for being such a gracious host. Oh, no, any time. spelling my name right. It's yes. so awesome. All right, folks. Without further ado, the incomparable goddess divine Jenny Parrott. What a treat. Thanks, y'all.
says she loves me like no other I'm bursting at the seams What a beautiful dream All right I run my riding by my brother He says he likes it like no other episode this band is real we'll be right back oh yeah Uh, it has come to that time barf it has come to that time (laughs) ladies and gentlemen we are at the end of our program thank you so much for listening to this band is real episode four remember you can find us on facebook instagram our website which is this band is real dot podient dot co you can find omf here at south by southwest this year you can find jenny parrot everywhere so as you guys know if you are familiar with the show we actually get to bring both of the acts back up on stage and we're just gonna do a a little like talk back and just find out how you guys know each other because i love the fact that like incidentally each of the bands knows each other crazy (laughs) Well, I, yeah, I'm surprised it didn't come up earlier, but yes, we, we used to tour together. Yeah, 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 yeah. We met on tour in Florida. Ooh. Yeah. My old agent set us up with a couple of shows together in like the Tampa area. And it's a little bit of a hazy memory, but it's all coming right <laughs> back. You tried, you tried to, to erase Tampa from your mind. Yeah. It's not, I don't know if you've been, but it, it's not very happening. And that was, I mean, that was honestly a pretty slow time for me business wise, which Jenny is looks why like I took she it. does not agree. No, I love Florida. That's why, <laughs> that's why it's a hazy memory. I'm like beach, beer, <laughs> cupcakes. Typical. <laughs> through that partnership did you guys end up like playing some songs together ever did you do like jams on stage or was it just a separate deal uh at the end of the night uh we would have a jam song together but i don't remember what it was it was probably like circle be unbroken some gospel princess stuff Ooh. i can't believe you don't remember <laughs> <laughs> this is like seared into my brain I mean, there was a couple songs, so mm-hmm. we maybe had like two or three, but okay. my favorite was called Listless Musings. Listless Musings. Yeah. Uh, oh, I remember I remember this one. This was the one where they, like, instead of just, like, using 
traditional percussion all the time. There was like cascarones on stage and like at first they were being yes. used as shakers but then like towards the end of the jam they were just like exploding them on stage just for shock value it was más como performance arte hey Whoa, I, yes her words <laughs> uh, so first off it would be fun to kind of end on a on a mutual jam and right. so we had songs but then i mean we really wanted to like go out with a with a bang and so kind of having those confetti, like, right, we're mm-hmm. smashing eggs on each other. Then right. we, get, we, we just have a big old bag we throw out to the audience. Yeah. They're smashing eggs on each other. And it's we're Miami. Smashing it eggs. was Miami, if I remember correctly. It, and they were just like lit. They were just like, yes, I'm about this. Yeah. And I definitely lost uh, music equipment throughout. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like just a, a, a disgusting devolution. I would hide my guitar every night before that song just because I was like, I don't want Martin to get covered. Yeah. Sweet Martin. <laughs> Sweet baby Martin. Sweet baby Martin. <laughs> All right, y'all. Well, I am happy that you guys have brought your musings here, and I'm wondering if you would maybe just play a taste, get us, give us a little taste of it. Yeah, for sure. I don't have any confetti eggs, but I'll do my best. All right. All right, are y'all ready for some Jenny Parrot and OMF? I'm feeling lost in my thoughts, yeah I don't know where I'm going But I'm thinking that I'm lost, yeah I need to get myself some grounding now, yeah I need to find myself and just figure it out Yeah, I'm trying to know Oh my God, man, I'm feeling kind of freaked out now Cause 